This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning. And before we get started with our guest, congratulations once again to uh, Noon Rotary uh, for the wonderful day we had yesterday um, at uh, at the Fisher Theater celebrating Mike Hulvey's uh, award, a very special award for vocational service. Very well earned. Uh, it was a joyous occasion. Beautiful. That was my first time to see the, the Porsche room upstairs at the Fisher, which is a great space. It was a lovely luncheon. Uh, Mike gave a great speech, but Mike always does. Uh, he's for hire. Hire him any time because you'll get a good speech <laughs> if, you, if you hire him. Um, but it was just a joy. His whole family was there. The only one of the people we did miss not being there was Beth Newhoff. Unfortunately, she got ill yesterday and was not able to fly in, so we sure missed Beth, and I know she missed being here with Mike. But, man, it was just a, it was a beautiful day, and congratulations to um, all the Fisher folks. Um, Jason Rome did a great job of welcoming us, so we appreciate that. So, great day for, for Danville and for Mike. Um, so, this morning... Update from Dwelling Place. We haven't talked to Donna Eddington in forever, so we're way past doing that, but we've got her this morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great and glad to be here. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to do what we always do with 101. We're going we're gonna to start out with what is the Dwelling Place since we haven't talked about it in so long. Let's talk about where it came from, how it started, and what it is your, your, what your mission actually is. Well, it was founded in uh, 2017 uh, with a purpose and mission to uh, be an advocate uh, to serve the homeless and low-income populations throughout Vermillion County. Um, Our original objective was to establish a day center uh, for uh, anyone who needed a home for the day, uh, needed a place to take showers or do laundry. And I'm going to inter- interrupt you here just so you can make the point about why that was so important. So many of the shelters that may be available to people who are homeless or struggling, those places shut down during the day, and so people have had nowhere to go. They had all they could do was wander the streets, so that's why this was so right. significant to provide this daytime shelter. Correct? Yes. Uh, nowhere in Vermillion County was there a daytime place for individuals um, to go that needed to get out of the weather or needed, as I was saying, um, take a shower or do laundry or just have a place to sit and relax and a place that welcomed them. Um, they were going before our day center to public places or just wandering the streets, sitting on the curb, sitting on concrete walls or under trees. Um, and they weren't always welcomed, you know, in those places. So this is a safe haven for them. Um, 
and um, it is open to anybody. We ask no questions. They don't have to prove anything, you know, to us. Um, it is just a safe place for them. And 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 it also was a place as a, as as you envisioned it. You and your uh, original board of directors. You also you had the basic hygiene, so you had items if people needed things. You, as you said, you had the showers, uh, computers, ways to, to, to do some of the things that they might need to do to change. The, I mean, you, you all thought about this very carefully. You went into it. was a wonderful process to watch from the beginning. I was so impressed by how all of you approached this, and it was so badly needed uh, to provide people some sense of decency rather than wandering the streets of Danville because they had no place to go. Um, It's it's amazing what you all have done. Well, thank you very much. And and, and it's been a tremendous team effort, you know, uh, with the board. And kind of going back to the beginning, Linda, you know, um, we worked 18 months before we ever went to the community. You know, we wanted a firm foundation. We wanted to be able to tell whoever we talked to uh, in the community what we wanted to achieve and how we were going to achieve it. So for 18 months, we did lots of paperwork, lots of held lots of discussions and developed um, our bylaws, our business plan. And then... um, something happened uh, to kind of turn us into a temporary uh, side street, and that was the development of our essentially basic and hygiene and household care pantry. And so that's really our first endeavor, um, and that was begun uh, with donations from our board members. And we distributed from the backs of our you did. vehicles. Yeah, that was always my 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 line. I just didn't, you know, you guys pulling up with your trunk full of <laughs> sanitary so, stuff. But, but it was needed. It was they, people were desperate for that stuff. Uh, oh, tremendous! And so now, Linda, we uh, we are serving oh. over three hundred households a month. Wow! And distributing over a thousand products a month. Wow. Somewhere in Vermillion County. But you know, Donna, that, uh, what you were talking about with uh, the 18 months, I think that's why you're so successful. Um, you all had a dream, had an idea, knew you wanted to help, and identified a real need, but you didn't just jump into it and say, okay, let's do this. You took those 18 months to figure out what you could do, what you could establish, how you could sustain it, and make it actually meaningful. So I think you're to be congratulated, all of you, for your patience in putting on, taking that time to put your plan together so that mm-hmm. you could serve people uh, and maximize your resources because that's half the battle. Yeah. Well, we have to give credit where credit is due, and, and that really, Linda, belongs to our Heavenly Father because we... We were confident that this is what he was leading us to do. Uh, And we all know that his timing is perfect. 
And so having that patience was really a necessity. Uh, And you mentioned sustainability, and that was most important to us. We did not want to start something and two years later say, you know, we can't do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what was so important about how you all approached this project, taking that time to ensure that that wouldn't happen because that would be the worst possible thing to offer services, programs, shelter, whatever, and then go, whoops, sorry, can't do that Mm. anymore. So, so, uh, (laughs) unfortunately, in the midst of all of this, as things were really getting up and going and doing well, then COVID, (laughs) our our true enemy (laughs) of all time, COVID arrived. And so you had to kind of alter a lot of what you were doing, did you not? We had or to how change. You did it. We, we had to change mode of deliveries, um, and you're right. Uh, we worked hard to get the center. The center was opened. One week later, it was closed. Um, you know, we were housed in the basement of First Presbyterian yeah. Church. The church decided to close. And we decided to honor their closure. So we were opened a little less, actually, than I think 10 days and closed and did not reopen until July. Well, the needs were still there. And um, so we did a lot of revamping and... um, It really created something marvelous for us because we developed strong partnerships. Absolutely. Throughout the county. We're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about those partnerships. We're going to talk about uh, how all of this is evolving. Uh, And before I do that, though, I do want to say uh, kudos to First Press. I swear that basement of First Press has been more things. For the community, it's been a voluntary healthcare clinic. It's it's housed uh, social programs, social service programs. Uh, kudos to First Pres folks because they have been wonderful about stepping up, stepping out, and opening their doors to helping people. And that's really what a church is supposed to do. So we certainly appreciate that. We are going to come back in just a moment and talk more with Donna on Newsmakers fourteen ninety WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers. Derek was waiting for me to shut up. (laughs) Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Donna Eddington, who heads up the dwelling place, uh, which is located in the Basement of First Pres, which I swear has got to be one of the busiest places in the world because they're always hosting and helping some cause, some need within the community, and they are to be greatly appreciated for that. So dwelling place after, gosh, a year and a half or so of planning and working to, to open up this day shelter for the homeless population, opened its doors. And about five minutes later, it closed its doors <laughs> because COVID hit. So between the time that, that the, the church closed down and, and Dwelling Place closed down, and you finally reopened in July, 
Give us a little insight into what was going on, how you were dealing with that, and what you were looking at in terms of bringing back services. Um, it it was a disappointment, of course, oh, yeah. you know, that, but there was lots of disappointment and has been lots of disappointment because of COVID. But a lot of good things have also come uh, out of uh, this situation. Um <clears throat> But we knew the need still existed, and and especially um, since we couldn't have our doors open and provide the showers and laundry and meals and whatnot, uh, there was still a tremendous need out throughout Vermilion County for hygiene items that... um, low-income individuals are not allowed to buy with their link card. Right. And that is part of the um, tremendous need that exists. Um, So we had to revamp, revise, uh, develop other modes of delivery Um, because having large numbers of people in spaces you know, was not allowed. But we looked and we said, hey, you know, the food pantries are still operating. The multi-agency in Hoopston is still operating, but under different guidelines. Sure. Um, So you did what, what a lot of people, you adapted. Exactly. And we partnered, you know. So with the multi-agency, we said, hey, we can't, you know, we can't come there. We understand that. We respect that. So what if we provide you with the products and you distribute them as people call you with their needs? Um, we called the St. Vincent de Paul Food Pantry, St. James, Oakwood, uh, Potomac, and and said, you know, when you're distributing your food, would you like for us to provide you products that you can distribute? Because those are the same individuals that sure. we would would have served. So from that, we have developed really strong relationships throughout the county. So that's a good thing that Absolutely. has come out of, you know, the pandemic. Um, and it also introduced us to some new... Um, uh, individuals in the county, we sought out uh, churches, we sought out um, other organizations and said, how can we help you? Yeah. You know, we want, we still want our services to reach those that are in need. You're in contact with those individuals already. So how can we help you? Building bridges, making partnerships. Exactly. That's what it's all about. So in this process, um, one of the coolest things ever, I think, uh, coming out of, of the dwelling place and its, and its uh, development is that you are now looking at a housing project. So talk about that because it is so exciting. It, it, it is. is just, it is one of the best things that's ever happened to our county. So, so explain what, what's going on and what's happening. Well, um... Back in uh, the fall of 2020, um, 
I was contacted and said um, to uh, that this organization had been offered uh, three homes and it was First Press. And First Press session decided that no, they did not want them. They were close to the church, adjacent to the church. And so uh, Pastor Ann Swartz contacted me and said, we had these houses offered to us. You know, we're not going to take them. Would the dwelling place be interested in them? And I thought, oh, my, that is so overwhelming. Yeah. You know, I don't know how the board, (laughs) you know, would uh, react to that um, endeavor, you know, because it's a major, it's a major um, undertaking. So, to be honest, I prayed about it. I thought about it. said nothing to the board um, for about three months and finally decided I'm going to contact the owner of these buildings and see if they would you know if he would talk to us and he did and of course we ended up with them Um, and Linda it's like everything else that has happened with the dwelling place um, the community just has wrapped its arms around this and um, we have started the renovation of the first house Uh, it is under construction Uh, we had a sponsor a window campaign 14 15 windows every window has been sponsored Uh, we have enough even from those donations to cover uh, any removal of, uh, well, building a new frame for them if necessary, and even the coverings, the inside coverings for them. We're going we're gonna to talk more with Donna about how this project is going because it is so important to the future of the dwelling place and to uh, Vermilion County as a whole. So we'll do that in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Donna Eddington, who heads up the dwelling place. We're getting an update not only on the dwelling place itself, but also on its newest uh, project, something that's going to meet a need that is very real within our community, and that is emergency housing for intact families who have no place to go. And Donna, as you were telling me, it's a real identified need. We have families living in motels to try to get by until they can get a house to rent or do whatever they need to do. So this is a huge thing that you all are doing. There's Three houses to your north, is that correct? Correct. That you are going to renovate one house at a time, one dollar at a time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to to provide that kind of thing. So talk a little bit about that need. Okay. There are, in this county, um, homeless children, 
homeless men, homeless uh, women. And I think everybody pretty much is aware that those individuals exist. But families, um, there is nowhere for them. And there's also a lack of awareness that there are families uh, that are living, as you said, in motel rooms. And that stay may be short. Uh, It's not a permanent thing for them. So they may be going from a hotel room to a friend, to their vehicle, um, or um, some other uh, situation that just is not (laughs) the best, you know, for them. Um, And we at the dwelling place are always looking for gaps in the services that exist. And that was a gap that needed to be filled. And it's been a long standing need in Vermilion County. So the house that we are renovating at the present time, we have named Emmanuel's house. And that, as you said also earlier, will be short term. It will be uh, an emergency situation um, for fathers and children, for mothers, fathers, and children, grandparents with children. And there is a grandmother right now with uh, two children um, that was living in a motel room. Um. And we are also aware of another family that is in and out of their vehicle. There's uh, much more of that, um, in other words, um, than, than people normally realize. We hear about the domestic violence situations. We hear about the women's shelter. Uh, we hear about men, you know, uh, husbands beating up their wives or whatever. We hear these horrible stories and we shake our heads and say, oh, that's too bad. What we often don't realize are there other things going on here that there are actually whole families that are okay. They're not dysfunctional, but everything went wrong for them. Lost job, whatever. And now they have nothing. So to have this opportunity to give them shelter, a place to to stay for a while until they get on their feet, it really is a blessing. It's going to make a big difference in this community for people that greatly need it. How long do you think it's going to take to get the first one up and running? Because I know that construction and all that, it's got its own challenges. Well, we have uh, had dates that we have changed twice already. (laughs) You know, Uh, lumber is not always available. You know, the items that you need are not always available. But we are hoping that we are opening the doors uh, first to the community to see, and, and then to that first family um, by the beginning of summer. That would be great. And then you've got two more to do. So, you know, again, uh, what the dwelling place is doing to meet the needs within our community, um, don't underestimate it. It's pretty powerful. And if somebody wants to give to the dwelling place, I'm sure you would take their money. We will. I'm almost positive. <laughs> A uh, website or a place for they them to go, go and get to information? They can go to our website, thedwellingplace2017.us, uh, uh, and uh, or they can even go to Facebook, 
our, our page on Facebook. Or if they just want to drop something in in the mail, uh, they can send it to 100 North Franklin Street in Danville. Donna, thank you so much for coming in. We will talk to you after the first of the year and see how the the projects are going and uh, see how things are how things are changing how you're changing lives. And we thank you for every every moment that you and your board have put into uh, to doing that. So thank you on behalf yep. of the community. Join me tomorrow. Josh Officer Do- Josh Long will be with me. We're going to talk from Danville Police. We're going to talk about the upcoming Citizens Police Ad- Academy that's going to start after the first of the year. If you haven't done that, you need to do it. It's a great experience. So join me tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.